Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we celebrate films we think might be underrated, underseen, or we perhaps just wanted to talk about them. I'm the host for this week, Josh Hallam, and I'm joined as ever by Alice Oliver. This week's film is Evita from 1996, so let's get stuck into it. Alice. Hello, Josh. Say hello to lovely people at home. Hello, everybody. Lovely, lovely people at home. Evita. Mm-hmm. Don't cry for me, Argentina. See, you know, you know up. already, you know the filling words. Up. I bet he loved it. Oh, I bet he loved it, so, listeners. <laughs> um, spoiler warning, if you haven't seen Evita or know anything about the real-life story, um, essentially, spoilers for real life. If you're, if you're reading a textbook about how the sort of 20th century went and you're up to this bit, we might spoil it for you. Yes, um, stop listening now, but then come back and, and start listening again later. Yeah, so uh, you picked this one, Alice. I did. So what's it about and why on earth did you pick it? So Evita follows the story of Eva Perón, who became the wife of Juan Perón, who was the president of Argentina, uh, sort of 40s, kind of into the 50s sort of time. But it tells her life story and basically how she got there. So she starts off kind of very small town girl. She's part of the second family of this guy, of her father. You know, she's kind of not wanted. The film starts with her dad mm. dying and you're not welcome at the funeral. You know, they get told to go away. So she learns very early on, life isn't fair things are going to be hard. So then she decides, right, well, I need to take charge of my own destiny. I need to make things happen for myself. So she wants to leave her small town and go to Buenos Aires, the Argentina Big Apple, to become a star. She starts starring on the radio. She's in plays. And then eventually she works her way up. She sort of socializes her way to the top where she finally meets Juan Perón. He's not the president at the time. He's just a soldier. As he calls himself, oh, I'm just a soldier. Why would you be interested in me? But she is interested in him. She can see something in him. She knows where his story is going. And so she decides, I must be with this man. He is going to be my route to power, to fame, to glory, to all these things that she wants. She wants to make as good a life for herself as physically possible for her and her family. Um, so it's all about her. You know, it's called Avita. She is the titular character. And it's about this journey that she goes on. It is based on a true story. Some of the... Some of the elements are 
slightly fabricated. You know, it's not all historically accurate. Mm. There's some talk about how some of the more negative aspects of Evita's personality were actually made up by Peron's mm. enemies to try and discredit him and things like this. But she was very much a real woman. He very much a real man. They did get together. He was president of Argentina. She was the first lady of Argentina. And she did have quite an impact. Why? Sorry, go on, Josh. You look like you're going to say oh, something. F- famously, of course, they weren't always singing as well. Well, actually, I mean, I, no, they weren't. Sadly, I, I'm not an ex. I'm not an expert, but as far as I know, they did talk as well as sing. Um, because, of course, it's like you said, it's based on a stage musical and a concept album. Uh, by Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim yes, Rice. Yes, it's it? Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice who are a phenomenal duo. If you like musicals, mm. these are the guys. They write brilliant songs. They construct excellent songs. Uh, so I, I absolutely love this film. I picked this because I think it's. At first, I, I just kind of wanted to see like what did this get? Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb. I think it's underrated. I also think it's a little bit underseen as well. I just don't think it's it's one that a lot of people have seen. And if you don't like musicals, you're probably not really going to go anywhere near this. Um, it's directed by Alan Parker. So this is our second Alan Parker mm. musical again, right? He's a it musical is. guy because you chose The it Commitments. Is. That's also a it brilliant is. film. So that's it. That's that's all there is to it. So, Josh, had you seen this one before? I had not seen this one no, before. No, I didn't think you had. Um, I had not. So, so you know, we we've spoken in the past a little bit how I I'm not I'm not a huge mu- musical fan. Which that's not really. It's not that it's not true. It's that there's certain types of musicals yes, I, I avoid. Yes, I see what you mean. Um, and this would probably be one of them. Mm-hmm. This sort of more classical operatic singing musical. all the way through, like singing. No to- yeah, I don't no like. I don't like sing talking. Okay, yeah. There's a lot it, it of that irrita- in this film. It irritates me. Okay, However, um, so I hadn't seen it before. So all I knew about it was that it was based on Eva Peron, mm-hmm. uh, obviously the true story. And I knew "Don't Cry for Me, Argentina" because it's because <clears throat> it's a very, very famous song. Yes. Um, and I wasn't, you know, I, I'll admit I did not go into it with high hopes. Uh-huh. Not, I, I knew it would probably be okay as a film, as a, you know, almost trying to be objective about it. But I wasn't looking forward to it from my own personal um, point of view. But I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought. <gasps> oh, I would. excellent! Oh, that's such good I news. Did. I'm so happy to I hear did. it. So. Back to why you picked it. So we, yeah. you saying that hey, it's sort of a mixture of I just wanted to talk about it, but also you think that it might be underrated and underseen. I I do believe it is underrated and underseen, and and it's it's both it's both those things really probably in equal okay. measure. I think I think it's a brilliant film. Um, I did mm. see this when I was very young, so again. I think, I don't know, are you just more impressionable when you're a kid? Is there that Mm. touch of nostalgia to it? I don't know. But I loved this Mm. when I was a kid and I have seen it like quite a lot. Like I'd probably seen it within the past two or three years. So, you know, I knew what was, I knew what was coming kind of every step of the way. This is probably the first film where I was writing notes about things that were going to happen before it happened in the film. Because like I was remembering it because I know it so well. Um, I think it's absolutely brilliant. I I love the story. I think you've got a great story here uh, that packs a punch with a lot of various different themes as well. So you've got death, grief, survival, perseverance and politics and war. 
it's got a very, very dramatic opening where you're at the funeral of Ava's dad and she's very traumatised by the whole thing. You know, it's not a very nice time. The family are all having a not very nice time. They can't grieve for their dad, for, you know, this woman's husband in the way that they would like to because they are not welcome at this funeral. They are second-class citizens in the eyes of the people at this funeral because they are his second family. Ill- illegitimate children, Exactly, they? they are which, bastards, Which was a huge... Yeah, so which is so they're legitimate, aren't they? Which is a huge thing at the time, and without going too much into it, but one of my family members who is around the age of when they were born um, is illegitimate, and mm. uh, it's a huge thing that still visibly affects that person when I speak oh, to really, if, yeah. if it ever comes up. So it's strange. It's really you know it's not that long ago mm. um, when you actually think about it, but. My um, the family member in question, they they would talk about how they were born out of wedlock, and and her and the father's wife would say things like, "Don't bring that in here." Yeah, and it yeah. was and it was the person as a child, and it's just like that's so dehumanizing, and it's not like you know, it's it's eighty years ago, it's not that long ago, relatively speaking. So it's a huge thing, it's a very emotive subject. But anyway, as you're saying, yeah, certainly, and very traumatic, especially when there's children involved. So Ava, you know, she, she's already showing signs of being her own woman, of not playing by the rules. She runs into the church anyway, you know, leaving her family and the sec- and the uh, primary family behind. She runs into the church and she goes up to her father's dead body to give him a kiss on the head, and then she gets dragged away, crying and screaming, and then you go bam into Ava's funeral. It starts with her death. It starts Mm. with so much death. Now, imagine seeing that as a child. This had such a profound effect on me as a kid. I was sort of semi-traumatised by the whole thing. And that scene of her funeral is, it's just... It's just incredible. Like, it's huge. It's it's quite militant, but then also quite personal at the same time. You really, it really does a good job of letting you understand the gravity of her as a person, what that meant to the people, what that meant to the state, to the country, whatever. And then you go right into this groovy song by Antonio Banderas as Shay. Oh, what a circus. Oh, what a show. And it just lightens the mood instantly. And I feel like throughout the film, you had a really great balance of these really um, quite sort of dark, serious, tense moments, but then balanced out by some quite fun, uplifting and hopeful songs. You know, the whole point of Ava being in power is that she's, you know, she says she wants to make a difference, whether she did or didn't, you know, it's quite questionable. Some of the lines that Antonio Banderas' character as the narrator sings is like, oh, she, you know, she didn't really do anything. It's like, what are we even celebrating for? Mm. Um, So you get just a wonderful mix of themes throughout that are just conveyed so brilliantly uh, in all the songs. Tell me what you thought of the songs. Did you love them? Did you have a favourite? So, so for me... The songs were probably the weakest part of it. Yeah, so so I All so of them. so. But there's yeah, such so, a range, darling. I know, yeah, but for, for, <laughs> for me, I I, I don't, other than "Don't Cry for Me" Argentina and the odd snippet of songs, but that's I don't like the really worst re- one. Don't cry for me, Argentina. But I don't I don't Not really remember any of them. Yeah, oh, I don't. Brilliant. None of them, none of them particularly impacted on me. Oh, when I say man. it's the when I, when I say it's the worst part about the film, I don't mean I disliked yeah, it. Yeah, it yeah. just was probably the weaker part about the film. But there was lots of things I did like. But yeah. some of the songs do work really well in the narrative. I just don't mm. think they were for me particularly memorable or to my taste. But that doesn't mean I didn't didn't enjoy it. But I think back to what you're saying there. I really enjoy that non-linear narrative so mm. when they, they skip from the end of Eva's life to the beginning of Eva's life and they do it with um with her husband as well and with um it starts so it starts it, it starts doesn't it with um a cinema is showing a film 
And then the guy cuts the film out and walks to the front and, and announces that she's died yeah. because she was the first lady of Argentina, and she was actually referred to as the spiritual leader yeah. of Argentina, yeah, yeah. which is really, which is, which is, a, which is a, a, a title that Juan Perón gave her. I think mm. is it's not like an, I don't think it's an official uh, title, um, and I really enjoyed that. I think it really enriched it for me. I also quite like the idea of telling a a real story through the medium of a musical i thought mm-hmm. that it, i thought that was really interesting and i know plenty of musicals do do it or they use things as as reference points like something like les mis but um and i really enjoyed that i think it really brings color to the story and also i i quite like watching films about real life events and then going away and reading about them i don't know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just a bit of a nerd like that it's, it's how i i always say you know if they could have made all my gcses or all my exams into films and then i could have watched them i would have been far more interested yeah yeah um so I quite enjoy that. I quite enjoy viewing viewing history through the prism of films that are represented it and seeing if if it is or isn't accurate. There's plenty of other films that do that thing as well. You'll mention where they perhaps either start with the death of the character or the 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 character is old. If you look at things like Gandhi, that starts with it. Uh, a really a film that I really love, which is Chaplin about Charlie Chaplin's life. That starts with Charlie Chaplin as an old man and goes back to him being a child and all that sort of thing. Mm. And it bookends the film really well, I think. And I think it, it works really well in this as well as the as well as the musical devices as well. Um, so yeah, actually, question. I did. I didn't mind the songs. They yeah, weren't particularly to my taste. I, I, it wasn't the best bit, but they they worked in the world of the film. It just mm-hmm. wasn't my particular highlight. No. Well, you love them, don't you? I did love them. I could, I, I could. Favorite one? I could favorite probably one? favorite one. So it's either, it's between. Oh, what a circus! Because I was trying to think of this before recording this, so I could have an answer for you. But there's a few of them. It's either oh, what a circus, or and I don't actually know what this one's called. But I think it might be called Kapow Die when the war starts. And he's yeah. like, that's the night that Peron first met Ava. It's that yeah. one when the you know there's the military. It's coup very, and all it's that. very concept album, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Um, Pink Floyd and it, and it, written those. And, oh, yeah, and what I like about it is that there's been plenty of occasions recently where they've taken something like a concept album and made it into a musical. Whereas that's not what they did with this. They took, they made the music and then they wrote the musical around it all together. Whereas mm-hmm. quite often since things like Mamma Mia have come out, I think plenty of companies and theater companies and stuff have tried to capitalize on the success of, well, people really, really love ABBA. So let's see what other bands yeah. people really, really love. And let's try mm-hmm. and make, and make shows out of them. And they don't always work for me. Like one of the worst, one of the most disappointing sort of experiences I ever had watching a film was Rock of Ages, which is the one with like Tom Cruise and Russell Brand in it and that sort oh, of I stuff. I haven't seen it, you know. Because it, it's just, well, it's 80s glam rock and mm. it just doesn't really, the songs are great, but it just doesn't, what they do is they take the songs and they go, let's sort of just write a, a mm. plot around them. Yeah. I went to see a few years ago live uh, American Idiot, so I quite like Green Day, oh, big yeah. fan of that, a big fan of that album as well, which is obviously a concept album from start to finish. And again, they've just loosely written a plot around the concept of the album and it just doesn't quite work. And mm. I think one needs to inform the other. One of the reasons why Mamma Mia is so successful is, I suppose it was one of the first ones to try and do it, but ABBA is so universally adored and so broad in its taste that most people like it. Like It's like it's like Elton John. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a person in the world who didn't like at least one ABBA song or at least one Elton John song. Are you going to tell me that you don't like ABBA or Elton John now? I think that, no, I think they're both quality. Don't worry. No, I'm not here, I'm not here to shit on that for you, Josh. I, hey, I can but, be a mainstream bitch as well. I know I love Slip, not in system, but no, I'm here for a bit of ABBA. But, um, but I like that about this. You know, as, as I say, the songs weren't particularly the strongest part of it for me personally, but I like that they inform the plot and then it was, I mean, the plot is the plot because it's based on ish real events, isn't mm-hmm. it? So I like that the music goes with it. It's not that 
they've essentially got a line of songs that they've got in mind and then they try to weave a plot around it like that, which I think a lot of things have done. So that was very much to the film's credit. I loved the look and feel of the film as well. Atmospheric as fuck, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's it's one of those films where I think you take it for granted where you you realise you're in the world. I know this probably sounds like a really basic point to make, but I think it should be said, which is you you get taken into the world of a film, which is the 40s and the 50s, and and you're looking at it going, yeah, I'm in the 40s and the 50s, and you realise that, well, it wasn't made in the 40s and the 50s. And I think you can take it for granted how difficult it can be for a film to show you a authentic feeling period. Um, mm-hmm. One of the TV, one of the TV, a TV show I really love, just as a reference point, is The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And one of the things that does really well is it takes you into the 50s and 60s of New York. And it's been going now, it's in its fourth series, or it might have just finished its fourth series, depending on when this comes out. And I, I was watching it last night and I said to my, to my other half, I take this for granted. Like it looks incredible. And it's 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 it should never be taken for granted how difficult it is to put a period piece on because if it's done wrong, it's the first thing you notice. Oh yeah. Whereas oh, yeah, in this it's it done really out. well. The cars, the costume and then the, then the feel, the colorization of the film. I love that a lot of it specifically in the earlier parts where she's in the poorer poorer part of her life. Um it's all seems or it looks like it's lit by a natural flame. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Love the colorization of it. I really loved as well. Back to the music question. I loved the score. Mm-hmm. So I know the score is you know it's linked to the songs, isn't it? It's usually just instrumental versions of songs and stuff. But I loved it. I thought it was. Oh, I thought yeah. it, was, it, it looked and it and it felt amazing. And I really enjoyed. It really drew me into the to the, um, to the world of the film. What did you think about that? Oh, very good. Oh, yes, of course. Listen, I'm absorbed. I am into this film hook, line and sinker. <laughs> like when I'm watching it, I am there. It doesn't matter that I've seen it 30 or 40 times. Gets me every time. Like it is so atmospheric. You just kind of feel it. You feel the busyness mm. of it. You feel the kind of smokiness of Buenos Aires when she first arrives. Like when she's on that train, you know, first going to mm. Buenos Aires and she's waving at the cowboys riding past and stuff. Oh, I just feel like I'm so in it. Let's talk about the cast. So we've got yep. Madonna, who was quite controversially uh, cast was, yeah. as as our leading lady, Eva Peron, or Evita. Uh, you've got Antonio Banderas just doing a flipping phenomenal job. I love him so much in this. He is yeah. my favourite character in this. He's got he a is, lot to do in this. He's got so much to do. He is everywhere all the time. Uh, I love how he sort of weaves in and out of the characters. Sometimes they can see him, sometimes they pay attention to him, sometimes they don't. He's got a different job every scene depending on where they are. Sometimes he's a barman or a waiter or a concierge or a journalist. And you know, he's wearing so many different hats. Sometimes he's uh he's protesting and he, and he's yeah. a rebel and all this. And I love that. It's very it's oh, he's very just wonderful. It's very theatrical, isn't it? Like oh, to have an, yeah. to have a chorus and a narrator and and that's not something I think that is that is that easy to do in a film mm-hmm. because I think people it might sometimes take people out of the world of a film whereas when you're in a stage in the theatre I think it, it can work really well you know chorus uh, choruses and stuff go right back to the ancient Greeks and the Romans um, mm-hmm. I did drama whatever no big yeah. deal um, <laughs> and because but, um, this is so much yeah. about people like it's mm. about trying to help people you know it's about poor people it's about lots of groups of people at all times so you've always got there's always a lot of people around to mm. bring you that noise and to sort of lift the the momentum and the feeling of each song. So you've got this like really thick, really dense sounding music. Um, mm. Jonathan Price uh, as Juan mm. Perón. I do like Jonathan Price. Little claim to fame with him. So he went to the same school as my aunt. Huh? What? To, at the same time? 
Yeah, I do like wow. that. In uh, I, I, in Hollywell in North Wales. He's a he's a fantastic actor. So I saw him again. I did drama at uni, no big deal, whatever, it's fine, <laughs> I agree. Uh, I saw him do uh, the, the dumb waiter, Harold Pinter play, oh, yeah. uh, about 10 years ago. And he's just brilliant. He's great. He's just, ca- just he's captivating, great. like whatever. He's, you know, he's played a Bond villain. And I I like the Pierce Brosnan Bond films, okay? So, so a lot of people don't. They're quite, you know, they're quite polarizing in mm-hmm. many Bond fans' views. I like them because it's that thing of, they were my Bonds when I was a kid. Yeah. So yeah. I couldn't wait to see them, you know, I couldn't wait to see them, wait for them to come out on video and all that sort of thing. So his Bond villain is quite often considered one of the weaker ones. Oh, yeah. Um, but I love it. I, I, I love his, his, his Bond villain because he is so captivating. He, mm. and, he, and he always t- toes the line really well where he, he knows when he needs to chew the scenery, where he needs to be seen and not seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he's, he's excellent in this. He is, he is very good. So I'd uh, like to be saying performances. Let's talk about Midge. <laughs> Let's talk about Madonna. She's in it. She's the main, she's she's Ava Peron. She's Evita. She is. She fought for the role. It was controversial when she was cast. How do you think she is in this? So, vocally and dancing wise, physically, mm. she's very yeah. very good. Uh, her acting. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I think leaves a lot to be desired. I think she's mm. thinking too much. Yeah. And I think she's concentrating too much, possibly on on the singing and on the movements. Yeah. That she loses a lot in her face. And I don't yeah. always find her a hundred percent convincing. This was going to be my dislikes, but we've touched on okay. it now. So we get out of the yeah. way, it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In general. So here's the thing. So before I saw this film, 
this was my first exposure to Madonna. I didn't know who Madonna was before seeing this. So I had no preconceived ideas about her. You know, I didn't have any sort of judgments about her as a performer. But I imagine if as you know if you knew madonna as as a singer beforehand as you would have done unless you'd been living under a rock for decades <laughs> you would maybe find the whole thing a bit jarring and you wouldn't yeah. find it that convincing it wasn't an issue for me when i was a kid this time around a little bit like i noticed it a little bit more like she isn't a great actor but i can forgive a hell of a lot because the, the voice on her i think is oh, just gotcha. brilliant yeah. and she looks she you know she looks like yeah. like her you know they've obviously she they've does, done her up just... to look like her but she looks like her I'd, I'd agree with you. I, so I'd agree that she isn't the strongest actor. Mm-hmm. You know, her film career is is not the highlight of it's her like a, when incredibly Lady successful career. Gaga tries to act, isn't it? Now, yeah. I, Lady Gaga's acting is not to my taste, but these people aren't actors first and foremost. They're no. singers. They're there because they can sing. There's very few people who can do it all. And it's not that they can't do it all. It's I suppose they can't do it all, you know, they can't do it all well. Mm-hmm. Um I do think that there was some some bits where she was better than other bits. So I did like that t- towards the end of the film, um, she does a good job of showing real vulnerability in mm-hmm. Ava Peron when she's yeah. when she's when she's unfortunately sick. She gets ill, yeah. Um, and that's not something you associate with Madonna. And I know as an actor, you should be able to do whatever. But people like Madonna are essentially. To, to us as, as film goers, they are products. Mm-hmm. So you associate pink things with Madonna. So one of the reasons why things like Madonna getting cast in this, I think, are controversial is because they do bring with them a certain baggage. It's like when we mm-hmm. had Matt on and we talked about Tom Cruise with Jack Reacher. Yeah. They bring baggage. They're so famous, they can't help but bring a baggage. Of course. So she probably did bring that to it. And, you know, if you went through 100 people and asked them if they associated, what, what words they associated with Madonna, vulnerable and weak... Wouldn't would be, be <laughs> would not be them, yeah. would they? So I do think she does a good job in some senses, but I completely agree. It's not the strongest part of the film, especially when she's surrounded by lots of excellent performances, particularly, say, Antonio Banderas, who plays a character who's the narrator called Che, mm-hmm. who I believe, you might be able to clear this up for me, in the sort of stage version, he is Che Guevara. So, yeah, there's kind of um, conflicting ideas around this. So yeah. I have I have um, read that too and been aware of that, that it is meant to be Che Guevara. And he was, he was around like 17 or 18 at the time or yeah, something. And he yeah. was at like a couple of her speeches. I don't think they ever mm. met, but he was I sort of around. Read, yeah. But then I've seen other reports that are like, oh no, Che is just kind of, what you would might call your mate or your friend or something. So so it's, it's like an everyman be, name sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, so it's yeah. just like a general description for him. So I don't know. It's kind of like, a, ooh, we'll let the audience decide or whatever. I don't, if there is any sort of solid facts on that, do let us know, listeners, if you know if that's meant to be Che Guevara or not, or if it's just meant to allude to him, because yeah. they've got similar similar outlooks of wanting to change things politically, haven't they? So it, it mm. would be like a nice idea of maybe, you know, seeing her inspired him to mm. to go and do what he did or whatever, <laughs> something like that. Um, I want to talk about the extras for a little bit. So obviously there's yeah. a hell of a lot of extras in this. You've got Thousands army soldiers, you've got, you know, people struggling in poverty, you've got butchers, you've got actors, you've got models, you've got radio advertiser lady things. Um, they're everywhere. And a lot of the time they're doing a really good job. So at the beginning, the uh, part of the opening is... You've got this very 
a sort of stripped back, very melancholy version of Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, sort of mm. playing lightly. Mm. And there's all these couples dancing together in the street. And they're so full of sadness and grief. You just feel it emanating off mm. them. Like they don't say anything. They, they're, char- they're nameless characters. They're just there dancing with each other in, you know, sort of quite basic dress. You know, none of them sort of look remarkable. I think they're meant to represent the sort of lower classes, if you yeah, will. Yeah, they're impoverished. They're impoverished yeah. people, aren't they? They're living, they're, living in, they're living close to the poverty line sort of thing. Yeah. That, was what she was, that was what she was all about, wasn't it? Was empowering Trying the, to lift them up. the yeah. working class and, and the people with less money to... to be equal so that's yeah. what she was all about wasn't it and i just feel the sadness coming mm. off them and it just it it gets me every time you know and there's you know throughout there's a, a ton of extras just doing so much like when they're doing the the sort of protest march thing through the town you know because they're demanding better or there's one where they want so peron's been imprisoned sort yeah. of we think wrongly imprisoned you know by his his um his enemies or you know by the people that he's yeah, so, off. It's, the, it's the leaders who see him as a threat isn't it yeah 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 and then so they're marching through the streets to free peron and there looks like there's thousands of them i mean it's yeah. probably just hundreds but it all just feels so full and the momentum is brilliant and the pace is great and just when you think it's slowing down it doesn't a new song like blasts in and just blows your head off and oh I just love it. I think it's brilliant. I loved it the first time. I loved it this time. Okay, so we'll move on to talking about things that we perhaps didn't like about Evita or that we would change about Evita, the film, not the person. Um, Alice, don't get the impression this is going to be a long list from you, um, but we'll come to you first. Is there anything, can you find it in your heart to cry for this film? (laughs) Yeah, every time. <laughs> of course, I'm, no, I will is there anything you would change? Well, so we've already touched on there, uh, Sally, that I, I don't think Madonna's strengths lie particularly in her acting, but this isn't something that has ruined it for me or does ruin no. it for me. It's just something that I can see and I am aware of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's one song or just kind of like a half song where Ava sort of runs into or throws out Perron's current mistress. I think when they decide to kind of get together mm. and move together, they go to his quarters. There's a woman there, Andrea Core from the course. I was going to say, isn't it one of the cores? <laughs> She's in the bed and Ava um, uh, starts singing to her basically to leave and, you know, it's time to go now. And this is just, I feel like it's a bit clumsy. It's a bit clunky. It kind of ruins the pace a little bit. It just feels a little bit out of place. I know I said before that the pace never you know, never stops being awesome. But at that moment, it's just a bit like, uh, it's a and it's like you dip. say, little it is dip. a little dip. A little and dip. it's not, it doesn't feel like proper singing. It doesn't feel mm. like they've thought too much about the song. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, let's use this motif that we've already used and throw some words together. It's not a particularly strong moment in it. And the other thing really was, I could have done with more Spanish. Oh, Like they sort of, they put a little bit in there. They put like the odd mm. word. And I think mm. she says like a sentence or two in Spanish. Mm-hmm. But I, I could have done with more. Like use it. You've got it. So, so you've mentioned Madonna there. Is there anything else? Or do you, is your love for this no, film that just was completely, completely yeah. outweigh everything else? Yeah, okay. no, nothing else. Nothing else that I didn't like. <laughs> a few historical inaccuracies. I think it's not... I'm torn on this because... It, it, there's not a slide at the beginning saying this is a true story and everything that no. happens is very true. Uh, but some of the things, obviously, that happened, some of the way that people sort of felt about certain things isn't accurate to how it actually went down. But it's a film, so I don't know if I'm that yeah. bothered. And it doesn't, but like you say, it's not pretending to be true. 
No, it's just based it was, on if, real if, people. If, if it was pen- pretending to be true, you might have an issue with it. But because mm. it's a musical and it's just it, it's it's using real life events to inform its narrative, maybe like you say, it works a little bit rather than. But that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Well, also, mm-hmm. they weren't singing all the time as well. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> was it what anything for you? Anything else on your list? Um, so I've touched on a little bit. I thought some of the the songs. This is, I mean, it's it's all subjective. They weren't to my taste. I thought some of them were a little boring, a little slow, a lot of ballads in there. Uh, not necessarily to my taste. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed of all the songs the more narrative, you know, the more narrative and and chorusy songs. Ones where it was big groups of people and there was it was choreographed rather than mm-hmm. when it was perhaps just Evita or just Che or or, or whatever. I enjoyed that. Um, it's not. It's it, it's it's something that they often do or don't do really well when they adapt something from stage to screen. And from this, you could see how this had worked really well on stage and you could see that the great effort had been gone to to adapt it to the screen. So I thought that really worked. But some of the songs, yeah, a little dull for me. Um, some of the things I thought were a little bit unclear around what actually was going on in terms of, it's a, you know, she was a political figure. Her husband was a political figure. They're both controversial. If you read about them, she is... She is very much held up as a bit of a martyr and and a and a, and a, a very well loved figure. Mm-hmm. But I believe, as with any historical figure, there's two sides to every story. Of course, pr- and he pr- was basically a dictator. And like, he that's was, how and, he's and, he, and he definitely, he, yeah, he definitely was controversial. So I'd perhaps mm. like to have seen more about more about her early years before she meets Wamparan, and then a little bit more about well, why is what she is doing important? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's move on to talking about the critical reception in a moment. Mm, mm, mm. Because first, Alice has prepared a little something for us. She's going to take us down the rabbit hole. The rabbit hole this week is Alice singing the entire score and songs from Evita. Get strapped in, here we go. Act yes, one. we could be a while. Oh, no, we jest, listeners. But maybe if we do a Patreon, that could be a special one time. Who knows? <laughs> so... Now, this edition of Alice Down the Rabbit Hole involves our home city, Liverpool. Did you know, Josh, that some of the iconic scenes of Evita, where we see her at the palace delivering some of her speeches, were very nearly filmed in Liverpool? They had hoped to film in Buenos Aires itself at the Casa Rosada, but there was one political figure who simply wouldn't allow a film crew anywhere near the residence. And we know that when a film is looking to dive into history, Liverpool is a fine choice indeed due to the architecture. So cast and crew were all set up in and around Liverpool Town Hall, ready to go, about to add to Liverpool's long list of movies filmed here. But just as they were about to yell action, they got the call that a certain someone had actually left Buenos Aires for a couple of days, and if Alan Parker and co could get there before he returned, they could film the required scenes there. So leaving behind anything that wasn't essential, they fled Liverpool and jumped on a flight to Buenos Aires, even leaving some of their props behind, which are rumoured to still be in the town hall. With time stacked against them, they hurriedly filmed what they needed to. This is not widely known info, as they wanted to keep it a secret so as not to piss off the wrong people in the Argentinian government, and that was Alice down the rabbit hole. Now, disclaimer, I actually got that information from a man called Gary Lunt, who runs a film tour here in Liverpool called Real Tours. He tells that story on the tour as we walk past Liverpool Town Hall. And I was captivated, of course, because of course I already loved Evita. So if you're ever in Liverpool, if you're already in Liverpool, check out Gary Lunt's film tours. They're called Real Tours. You can find them on all the social media. There you go, Gary. Little plug for you, look. <laughs> 
So let's move on to talking about the critical reception then. Now, I haven't seen this because it's Alice's choice. Mm -hmm. So have you got it there for me, Alice? I have indeed. What are you what? thinking, Josh? What Where do you thinking? think this sits? So you've said it's underseen. And underrated. And Sorry, underrated. You've said it's underrated, but that is also informed by the fact that you absolutely love it. So if it yeah, got so nine... Yeah, if it didn't get a turn. <laughs> yeah. So what I think, because this is never up there. If you think about like your most award-winning films, quite often musicals do really well, don't they? Mm. Like quite often, if you think of something like more recently, La La Land, if you go back to yeah. your, your classic musicals, they, they, they do really well. Um, I'm wondering if this got maybe a bit of a lukewarm reception because of some mm. of the stuff you mentioned there, perhaps... Madonna's casting was quite polarizing mm. and a few other things maybe maybe the subject matter itself couldn't get people to see it I don't know but I don't think it did I think it probably did okay, okay. like not I don't think it was absolutely panned but I don't think it was a, an absolute critical success so let's say a I don't know let's say six did a six Okay, bang on six yeah is that what you're saying yeah between between yeah let's say yeah I'm gonna say bang on six why not Okay, so on IMDb at the time of recording, it gets 6.3. And then over on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience give it a 68 and the critics give it 63. So really similar across the board, like 6.3 and then 63. Mid-60s. Mid and then a 68 from the audience, yeah. So you're averaging out about 6, 6.5, 65 there. Uh, this is very easy for me. I do think that is underrated. I know I have the... Um, you know, I, I've got the nostalgia factor. I watched this when I was very young. It had a very strong emotional yeah. impact on me. And that has lasted. That, yeah. that The fact that has lasted, I think, says a lot about it. I watched it. When I watched it, I was so excited about watching it again. Still, whilst I was watching it, I was still so engaged. And I just fall in love with it all over again every single time. Mm. Maybe this film is just really for me. But I think that is proper underrated i'd give it an eight easy give it an eight and it got oh, was, mid yeah. six so i've got the casting vote then have i yeah go on Ooh, it's tough it is tough that because i'm, I'm part of me saying appropriately rated because it's a it's... musical as well right so you're already yeah. isolating a huge chunk you are, of the audience you are. there I, I, a so i get it i got it based on real life events in a in a well, let's be honest, in a country that's not America, the UK, that does cut things out. Particularly, I think in somewhere like the states, uh, uh, I think I'm gonna say it is underrated. Okay, thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you put it in there because I oh, thank God. I, I think it did about a six, but I would probably mm. give it a seven. I think that nice. it might not necessarily nice. be for, for for like for me. I wouldn't be in a rush to watch it again, but I was engaged all the way through. I really appreciated oh, so the way glad it was. To hear that. As a, you know, I've said what I've said about the songs. That that might sound like I thought worse of it than I did, but I didn't. They just weren't to my particular taste. Yeah. Um. But but that didn't take that much away from the film. I was engaged all the way through. It's really really well put together, like yes, in terms it of its is. direction and stuff. So, yeah. and actually, you know, I think it's about some interesting subject matter that that if it makes story. you yeah it's a great story right if it makes you go away and read about it i think yeah. that's always the success of a film i think that means a film has engaged you and and i did you know i went into this with lower expectations and i came away quite engaged and quite interested to read about the subject matter so do you know what for that reason it's underrated yes so there we go another one for the underrated vault Nice um, one. Thank you, Josh. You really are had welcome. No idea. I had no idea which way that was going to go, but I have did been you think, pleasantly did you, surprised. Were you, were, you, uh, were you sort of waiting for the Emperor's thumb on that one a little bit? 
I just thought you were going to be pretty meh. I thought you were going to be pretty mm. meh about it, but I think you were a I lot was a bit, I was a it. bit more than meh. I think you were a bit more than meh. And you know what? That is good enough for me. So, as for next week, what are we going to be watching? It's your turn to pick. It is Something as good as a Vita? Who knows? Ooh, well, let's see. Let's see. It's uh, certainly a lot different to a Vita. Okay. Um, Evita 2, the Evitaning. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Next week, we are going to be watching and digesting Kevin Smith's Jersey Girl. Oh, interesting. I do like Kevin Smith. So, well, there you go. So, yes, join us next week when we are going to be talking about Jersey Girl. Um, In the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch with us, we are always open to your suggestions. The email address is filmsandthatpod at gmail.com. We're all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Just search for Just Films and That and you will find us. We're also in the corner of your home. On the television sets. On the little box. Yes, we are indeed. So every Friday from 6pm, you can find us on the local TV network. So if you live in Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, Liverpool, or the northeast of England, you can find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview. You can also find us on Channel 195 on Sky. So that's every Friday evenings from 6pm and Mondays sometimes as well. Yes, there we go. You cannot avoid us. Yes, we are everywhere. Impossible. We are um, everywhere. Yes, so in that case, all that remains to be said is join us next week for Jersey Girl. And it's been a pleasure as always, Alice. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, Josh. And thank you for saying a beat is underrated. <laughs> you are very welcome. It's goodbye from me. Cheerio. Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.